Except Chet Hanks. Wow. Everybody except Chet Hanks. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. make it known from the beginning that he does not get a greeting. Everybody in the world except him. We're going to get to him. Yeah, I'm on the phone. One sec. Wow. Wow. Your loud Trini family in the background. Sorry. Thank <laughs> you. Moving right along. You're going to hear them, guys, so you might as well just get used to knowing all of us. <laughs> so how was your week? Um, it's only Tuesday, so I don't have too much going on. Well, since we last met, it's been a week. Um, It's been a week. I passed my exams, guys. Hallelujah. Yay! So there was a good reason for my studying. Um, That's good. So what Derek does that Chauvin's mean? It just means I have more exams coming up. Oh. <laughs> okay. It means I can advance to more exams. Sure. Um, Derek Chauvin's going to jail, hopefully for the rest of his life. So I feel like that was been the highlight. The how murder you, off. How are you just going to, like, <laughs> just drop that in there just like that? Look, you girl, didn't even, you like, asked me how my week was. You didn't even build up to it. Like, were, no, I didn't need to. These were one of the wins. Like, it's when you guys are listening to this, it's going to be a couple days old, but it literally happened, like, a few hours ago. And it's been what everybody has been waiting for and anticipating since closing statements yeah. or arguments or whatever. So Did you watch the trial? Me, I watched most of it. Uh, there were bits and pieces I missed because, like I said, I was studying, so I missed some of them. But yeah, I watched most of the major arguments, so I was following quite closely. I didn't Did you watch, watch the trial. No, I didn't watch it because I was. Um, I was just like, why is it? Just why is there a trial? Like we <laughs> all saw what happened. Because everybody is entitled to due process. Yeah, but like I guess so. But I felt like the trial was like going on for too long. We all saw really that long. <laughs> I feel like oh, the, the like trial should have been should have been a day. Oh. A day. That's all so they back needed. Back in the eighteen hundreds, now where it's just like this person did it. We all agree. Witchcraft. Close. Close case. They, Kill them. they have they have full on evidence. They have a whole video and however many statements. However, however, however many witnesses eyewitnesses what you need more than a day for the way the prosecution presented it i feel like they just needed perhaps three hours because their arguments were nonsense but the way the defense yeah sorry the defense what did i say prosecution yeah i'm tired the bad guys (laughs) they were they were trying to make it seem like he died because there was like drugs in his system. There's all kinds of like extenuating circumstances. Like, um, yeah, drugs in his system. He had like a random cyst in his hip. I don't know how that would cause death. Um, carbon monoxide from the vehicle. Just all kinds of nonsense other than everything but the knee on his neck. They were grasping for straws. But I think they knew from the beginning that they were going to probably lose when they once they took that case on i'm sorry the way that nelson argued i feel like he wanted him to lose who's nelson his defense yeah his defense 
yeah, it probably did. Because, yeah, probably. Like I was saying from the beginning, like I was saying from the beginning, I feel like, Lord, <laughs> can you hear them in the background? Yeah. Um, I would have chosen a different type of defense. The defense that he didn't die from having a knee on his neck to me just didn't make any sense. There are so many other things that you could have said, but saying that he died from those random causes to me doesn't make any sense. What There's else no could way. they have said? They try to make it look like an accident. That's what they always do. So why would you now come and say that he died from these causes, die saying that he died from pills and this, that, and the other, when you know that's not going to fly? Probably because There's they video wanted to evidence. lose. I feel like he wanted to lose. I feel like he wanted him to go to jail. So he made up this defense because he had to. That was his job. And he did his job, you know, kind of. Yeah, I feel like deep down inside, he probably didn't want him to win. Because if he won, then he would probably himself have to deal with repercussions of the whole country. Do you think the jury felt like that? Do you think the jury was like, let's just make sure that he's guilty because we don't want to end up being hunted down? Probably. I would feel that way. I feel like, I feel like yes, they probably, like the evidence was so clear that it was a murder. But I also feel that they probably didn't even want to go down that road of doing a not guilty verdict because yeah then the whole like we said last week people would burn down the country and they would burn down the jurors as well we were ready with the tourists so he's at your service yeah because they only took a what a couple hours to come up come with the verdict it was four hours monday and then maybe like six hours or something like that today yeah when usually big trials like this could take like days sometimes they say big trials yes but a trial with just so much like there's it's not like this evidence is circumstantial it's not like they need to guess you know what i mean yeah so a trial with this amount of media coverage yeah they need to take their time but like because there's so much evidence, I can't see why they would even bother. I wonder how they found like unbiased jurors because everybody knew about that case there when it happened. None. And then the trial is happening almost a year later. Every single juror, I'm sure, knew about that case, had their own biases going into that. I can't imagine, even the Karens that were there, I can't imagine that they would even if they were unbiased to the fact like they're willing to look at all of the facts of the case and not walk in with any prejudice. I can't imagine even if they were ignoring all of the media and even if they had forgotten the brutality of the video after seeing the evidence while they were there, I can't imagine anyone who would look at that and see anything other than guilty yeah because yeah. he wasn't even charged with murder in the first degree from what i remember no so but that, the other ones that i feel like are hard. easy to... right that would have been hard to prove but um yeah i mean so he was everything that he was charged with three counts he was guilty of all of them so second degree what did they say second degree Man's, third degree 
something third degree which is like what mans no the third degree is not manslaughter no th- th- those were separate so third degree i think and then manslaughter yeah well whatever the three counts remember. were he was charged i know one carried a 40 year sentence so i'm very glad about that yeah it was wonderful but the sentences sentence the sentencing is in eight weeks from now yeah so i'm having luck up was not even knowing so what the sentence will be um for eight weeks. let's and just hope though but let's just hope that doesn't because you know they can always appeal and all that stuff so let's just hope yeah, but appeals are very rarely won. they're very what i'm not really concerned appeals are very rarely won yeah well i'm not gonna worry about the now i'm just gonna be very happy that he's guilty for once justice is served Mm -hmm. america will still stand up it's not gonna be burned down today yeah but he needs to get the full like i feel like if he doesn't get the full extent of the sentencing like if they give him like parole or something like that then um people probably would be upset like people want to see him locked away for good i don't think for for sentences that are so heavy they can just parole him out he's gonna have to serve time for sure but i hope they don't say like eligible for parole in like seven years or 10 years or something like that but eligible doesn't mean you're gonna get it right right you still have to prove why you deserve it true well so that's the that's the hot topic right now, guys. Everybody, I'm sure if you are on social media or watch the news, I'm sure you every you've seen everybody tweet about it, post about it. Um, that this you know verdict came out that Derek Chauvin has been found guilty, and yeah, everybody's just rejoicing right now. Everybody's just happy that you know some sort of justice has been served. So. Yeah, like, is I guess is a step in the right direction. So what do you think this means for, like, the future of the American judicial system? Do you think there's going to be, like, a huge impact? Mm. Honestly, I, I want to say yes, but I, I'm still not 100%. Like, I'm still not confident in the American judicial system. I feel like the only reason why this verdict turned out the way it did was because there was such clear video evidence. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think if there was clear video evidence showing exactly what went down, I don't think the verdict would have been the same. Absolutely. I think he probably would have gotten off at something. But because of it was like the video was so blatant in everyone's face, you can't ignore it. But like how many of these things happen where there's blatant, clear video evidence, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I was even thinking about Breonna Taylor, like Mm -hmm. why the justice for Breonna Taylor and the fact that people aren't really talking about it as much. It's because there was no video. There's no video evidence to for it to be in people's face faces and yeah i don't think she's gotten her justice and people kind of were outraged for a little bit and then they moved on because what can you do like once a verdict has been rendered 
and they made their decision it's not like we can appeal it right somebody who's in jail can appeal a decision but once they made a decision in favor of the accused there's nothing we can do right so we can keep saying her name which we will but unfortunately we won't ever be able to get anything from the american judicial system of it as far as i can tell which is unfortunate so i want to say is this going to be a pivotal moment honestly sadly just just looking at the history of the united states i don't think so i mean it was one win but there's still even even in that one way when it comes in the wake of how many other police involved shootings and murders and brutality there was there's this one case and last week we had who was the one who um the young man they shot in the car oh um the 20 year old dante dante Dante. right then the little boy who had a gun killed him 13 i think he was I don't know that one. Yeah. There's one who had a gun. He threw the gun away and put his hands up and they shot him. Oh, wow. Um, God knows how many others. So. And even the black we'll soldier, they didn't kill him. But the black soldier that they stopped they him, him. like Pepper sprayed him. him like, right. And you then know? like tried to talk to him like it was normal after. Right. Sir. We're not friends. And see, all of that is still happening because police still, um, for the majority, police will still get off and there'll be no repercussions. You know, I think it's hilarious though. Like, um, they're always talking about this blue wall and how like, you know, policemen always stick together and whatever. But it's like, as soon as there's like a surefire trial that you guys are at fault and that there's going to be some kind of conviction or, um, you know, it's, it's not showing in, in their good light. Like, they all threw Chauvin under the bus. Like, they thought no ways. <laughs> like, Even y'all his are boss. Wellest. Even his yeah. previous boss. Like, mm, nope, I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> Everyone threw him under the like, bus. Wow. But what that happened was to this blue gang? Like, only because there was, sure, there was evidence. If there right. was no clear evidence, they probably would have still, they probably would have been like, oh, no, he did what he had to. I'm telling you. Mm. That video, whoever took the videos, those videos is what caused the outcome today. Well, it was the, she was in high school, I think, the one who, the main one that they, they looked at. Then the nine-year-old? Weren't they talking about a nine? Because I heard them saying today that they're, one of the key witness statements was from a nine-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. So the said, nine-year-old and her cousin yeah, went to the store. That said, um, um, the nine-year-old girl said that she heard the paramedic yell at Chauvin to get off of him. Yeah. So I heard that was like one of like the pivotal, the pivotal, um, the pivotal, what you call it, statements mm-hmm. that kind of. Yeah swung the trial in in favor of the process. Just everybody live on your own, okay? Just just move out. 
What? Just everybody should just live on their own. Just <laughs> the noise. Sorry, guys. They're part of the podcast, too. Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy for the verdict. Um, yeah. But do I think it's going to make a, a change in the judicial system? <sighs> Honestly, I feel like it just runs too deep. Yes. It runs too deep. The, discrim- the discrimination, the racism, the systemic racism, it just runs too deep in that country. So I don't think this trial, as big as big as it is, as I can't even talk properly, as big as it is, I don't know if it's going to make a change. Well, I mean, I'm hoping for the best. Um, I'm hoping that at very least it brings to light the, the fact that we do need to let, dig a little bit deeper when it comes to some of these situations. Um, and at least we have proof like a lot of the things we've been saying are true. Yeah, We may not be able to prove it with video evidence. We may not always have a phone on us, but I think at least we can say you can't always take what the police say at face value anymore. Right. And I think we started to see that when police started to have body cams. Because mm-hmm. I think that there were a lot of allegations coming against them and that's why they put them on there. But they shut them off a lot of the times too. They do. Um, but I'm just hoping that at the very least um, we can start to slowly... Um, because obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but we can slowly begin to see a change for our people. I just wish for the best. And like, I can just, I can yeah. just imagine how George Floyd's family must be feeling right now. For Probably sure. Big I'm a city of Minneapolis, relief. for sure. Big relief. Yeah. Not completely though, because the sentencing still has to happen, but mm-hmm. just you know feeling like one bad cop is off the street right now they need to do the other cops that stood there and didn't do anything i was hearing somewhere that they plea dealed out is that true i don't know if that was the case the the, the asian cop on trial as well because apparently like he was holding down george floyd's legs wow yeah, I think he pleaded. Tal was keeping the crowd back. Then there was Kane or King and Lane. Some and one Lane of them was on. holding down George George Floyd's legs. No, there was two of them. So there was Chauvin at the top on his neck, and then there was King and Lane, and then Tal was the one, the short, stocky one, who was keeping the crowd back, doing like crowd control. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, all of them should get time because they all aided and abetted. If you all ask of them, me. every last one of them, they all had a duty of care to George Floyd, and neither of them, neither of them, all of them could have saved his life, and all of them chose not to, regardless yeah. of whether Chauvin was telling them to do what they were doing. But as a human being, you see somebody dying, and you're going to take orders from somebody, knowing that you're mercilessly killing somebody. I'm sorry, but I can't have any sympathy for you. Nope. I can't. Nope. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, 
Uh, we'll keep you updated once we find out the sentencing. Yes, yes. What else is on the docket? Yes. Do you want to say? <laughs> so you guys will notice that we rotate doing the docket. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I did it this week. And I've never been like a social media or news kind of person. <laughs> so I had to like deep sea dive into like actually reading articles. And we are just a cesspool of nonsense. I don't know what the world is coming up to. I don't know what y'all are doing, mm-hmm. but the amount of mess <laughs> that I read, I was like, I need to shower after reading the stupidness that oh you humans gosh. are up to. So do you want to start in Canada? So we're Canadian. So I think it's important to look at ourselves mm-hmm. um, and just see what's going on with us. So do you want to start with us or do you want to go to our neighbors in America? We'll start with us. All right. So I found actually some positive news about us so we can start off with Canada for the first time in history has ranked number one, the number one best overall country of, in the world to live in. How do you feel about that? Yay. Huh? How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like they don't live here, but <laughs> I, <laughs> in this retrospect, like I'm sure there's a lot that of Newswire this reported this? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Newswire. They had like the full listing of countries. Um, and it was based on a couple different criteria. Mm-hmm. Like that I quality of life and yeah. social justice. Not price. <laughs> definitely not, not cost of living but um, well, japan was second yeah. i agree i feel like japan should be first and i could say that because i lived in japan um and japan is amazing japan is absolutely amazing so yeah you i get better I than get, canada huh better than canada honestly the way that the way that our country has been moving lately these past couple weeks especially if you're living in Ontario <laughs> I don't it know says, number one um, in quality of life and social purpose it is also perceived as having a good job market caring about human rights and is committed to social justice additionally the country finished number one in being viewed as not corrupt <laughs> and respecting property rights <laughs> Sorry, oh, God. <laughs> <Sir>? <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I would say less corrupt. I wouldn't say not. Yeah, there's no country on this planet that doesn't have a level of corruption. We all have politicians and we all have governments that don't care about us. So, yeah, uh, there's no country <sighs> that is exempt from that. I'm sorry. No. Um, uh, I think. One of the trending hashtags is Chinada currently. With yeah. Orders. Well, because like, okay, if you're outside of Ontario, <laughs> you know that if we're borrowing in, your troops right now in Ontario, we're borrowing all of the Ontario is borrowing the rest of the country's resources because we are in such mess, basically, and. So they pretty much quarantined us within Ontario. So they're pretty much, you know, they're setting up checkpoints at all the 
borders so we can't leave the province and nobody can come into the province um and we're not supposed to leave our own respective cities we're not supposed to leave our own respective cities but they there's i don't there's no way they can control that because all the cities are interlocked and people go to and fro different cities all the time you know you can just go cross over a street and you're in a another city so that's just like every other country right yeah there's no way that they can um parole that and now the biggest debacle of last week was they came the premier um our premier is equivalent to like your governor in the states um the premier of ontario and his um french government basically just came and said yeah, so you guys are we're putting, first of all, because we already in a lockdown and they're like, we're going to make even stricter rules to this lockdown. So to, to make it clear, if there's anybody who's not Canadian, we've never been, we have not been out of a lockdown since last March. So it's always been some kind of a quasi lockdown. It's, it's just the restrictions of either, they've never been completely lifted. It's either they're really, really strict or just kind of strict. Right. They've never been completely locked down and it's never been completely free since then Keep yeah going. basically um and i think that's also why it's been so prolonged but um mm-hmm. so the premier came on and just and said so you heifers are not listening <laughs> <laughs> you heifers are not you listening bad youths and Did not tan in even and though yaya. even though it's not even though if they really look at where the the cases are happening, they're happening at workplaces that can't shut down, like warehouses, Amazon facilities, you know, people that have to go into those jobs can't work from home. Those are where mainly the outbreaks are happening. They're mm-hmm. not happening um, where people are, you know, doing their day-to-day activities or going outside for exercise or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the restrictions that he came, him and his cabinet came up with were, didn't really make any sense. And there was not much evidence to back up their restrictions. And one playgrounds, sir, what are you doing? They closed playgrounds. You, you, they're not in school. They need, they need to run. And another, another big restriction that he tried to impose was they're saying now that police have the right to randomly stop citizens, whether, you know, they're in their car or walking or whatever, randomly stop them, ask them where they're going, ask them for their address. black citizens. Yeah. Ask them for their address. And basically, if the person refuses to um, provide that information to the police officer, then they're considered breaking the law and they can get fined or whatever, escalate. However, no, whoever knows how, who knows where that could escalate to. So once he made that announcement, everybody was in an uproar. Myself included. The whole country was in an uproar about that. well, the province, I don't know about the other provinces. Well, I'm pretty sure some people in the country, other in the country, were an uproar because they're like, if it can happen in Ontario, it could probably happen over here too. So uh, I must, I must assume the rest of the country was in an uproar with us. And you should be in an uproar for us, if not with us. Exactly. Um, and so 
they had to, the police then now came and said the next following morning, like several police departments tweeted out, oh, we will not be randomly stopping people and blah, 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 blah. So I guess now the police <laughs> kind of defying the orders of the government as well. So they, I would actually buy that nonsense. Let's just say, let's just say they um, tried to appease the population by tweeting those things out. Whether that's actually true, whether they're actually going to abide by it is another story. Mm. But that's what they said, I think, to kind of maybe put out some of the fires that were started. So then the police, then the government had to come in the next day and and was just like, oh, okay, we take it back. We take it back. The police are not going to randomly stop Well, there was that. And then there was also the marches in Barrie and in Toronto. Yeah. People were just like, you know what? We have been in compliance. We have done everything we can. You may not cage us and confine us to our own homes. And I believe that there was actually some backlash from the medical community as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in regards to some of the restrictions because people's mental health are severely affected yep. um, by these lockdowns and these constant lockdowns. Like I was just talking to um, Francine earlier today and she was just like, I don't know how much more this is I can take. Who's Francine? The people don't know. She's my friend, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. She's my homie. Um, and yeah I was talking to her earlier today and and I, we were laughing because I was like I, I did my nails and she was saying kind of like why and I'm like honestly just just it's something I like doing and it's just something to take my mind off being stuck inside I'm tired of looking like I'm a sharecropper with these hands like I just <laughs> <laughs> I just needed something to feel normal and yeah. it may be silly that you know I have a full set on but like it just makes me feel like me Mm-hmm. yeah um, that's that's what we've come to and people's mental health have been declining declining rapidly. plummeting ever since the lockdown people like year. need community and it's not like we don't understand that there's a pandemic we completely understand we get it nobody wants to die but i feel like i am being penalized even though i have been following the rules since last year yeah like I see people and it's it's laughable, but I see people that I haven't seen in a while, whether it be on Zoom or whatever. And most of us have gained significant weight. Yep. And it's it's not good. I myself, I think I've put on like a good 10 pounds since last year. Mm-hmm. Some people have been even worse than that. And I mean, I've fluctuated a lot because there are certain times where I'm like, okay, I need to get fit. I need to go running. I need to do this. But then the gyms are closed and it's snowing outside and there's only so much yoga and cardio I can do in my room or in the Mm -hmm. basement you know what I mean so I mean just something as simple as that like being healthy and being active builds your immune system and it builds your strength if you're Mm -hmm. not able to do that you may not be strong enough to fight COVID right you know what I mean so it's just a vicious cycle and I know people are saying like it's a it's it's a respiratory problem blah 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 yeah I know I get that but if your respiratory system is bad to begin with, mm-hmm. you're less likely to be able to fight it. Exactly. If you're healthy to begin with, yeah, it's still going to hit you. You're still going to have problems, but you may be a bit stronger to be able to fight it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I feel like this, these lockdowns, all the, and I'm conflicted because one, on one hand, I 
I get that they're trying to slow the spread because like I said last week and you know these variants are very very dangerous um people are there are people that are actually you know dying um because of it Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's like okay well there's people's mental health is plummeting so suicide suicidal attempts suicide Mm -hmm. rates are going up um and people are just getting crazier and then on top of that like you're telling us to wait 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 for the vaccine wait for the vaccines but now there's shortage of vaccines so you as our government is telling us to wait for vaccines but you can't even guarantee us when the vaccines will be coming and where there's a shortage of vaccines apparently and we're just relying on other countries to give us a supply of vaccines because we're not um, manufacturing any of them here. So it's just like, okay, well, now how long do you expect people to wait? We don't know how much longer we're waiting. We've already been waiting over a year now. So how much longer do you expect yep. people to wait, to continue to wait? You know? I keep getting these random emails telling me it's like the countdown is on. So because I don't live in a hotspot area. So I keep getting these emails saying you'll be eligible. Everybody 16 over is eligible for AstraZeneca. Okay, not in that category. Everybody 15 over is still not in that category. You know what I mean? So it's just mm-hmm. like, keep getting these notifications and it's just like, I don't fall into the parameters. So I still have to be quarantined and stuck where I am because I don't meet the criteria for it. Um, and there's all of those problems and not to mention the financial impact that it's having on us. It's dreadful. Oh, it's dreadful. It's really bad. So this, this all in all situation is, is, is not good. And I just feel like God has to intervene at, at this point, because seriously, if the vaccines aren't the answer, we don't know if they are. But if they aren't the answer, then what? what's the answer? Only God knows. Only God knows. I mean, the world has been through pandemics before and we figured it out. I firmly believe that we'll get through it. Um, but I feel like they come at a time when we, when we need to take a look at ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's kept us quiet for a little bit. And I hope people have learned from it and taken the best that they can out of it and just made the best of a bad situation. Um, but sometimes in those moments of quiet and those moments where you have to be, have to sit down, um, those are the best times to learn. So who knows? I think mm-hmm. that God's everywhere. He's in everything. So there's definitely something to learn. I hope he's speaking to Ford because I'm tired. (laughs) Ford and all the other politicians that are making decisions and their cabinet members and whoever else that is affecting our day-to-day lives because, yeah. I just want to go to a barbecue. I'm black. I'm invited to the cookout. I just want to cook out. I just want to travel. Where do you want to travel? What's your first travel spot? Did we talk about this last time? I don't My remember. first travel spot? 
It's a few places. Hmm. Ghana. Number one. Maybe Ghana. Only because I was supposed to go to Ghana this year. It's a good choice. So I would say Ghana. Ghana. Send some food. Send some of that back. What? Ghana has some good food. Ghana has some good food. Just send some of that back. You know what? I've never had any Ghanaian food before. I don't think I have. I've actually tried once. It's not really that. They call it different things, but these a lot of the same ingredients as Caribbeans do. Seasoning is a little bit different. I don't know. It tastes good to me, but I'm greedy, so whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think my first choice would to be go to go back home. Like that's. I've been Trinidad. wanting to go back home. Yeah, for sure. My grandpa's turning a hundred this year, so I would oh, love nice. to. Yeah, turn up with him as much as somebody who's a century can turn up. Um, <laughs> probably the same level that I can. <laughs> so. Oh my god! Stop. Uh, but it would be nice to celebrate with him. Trinidad. 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 Where are my people? Just, you know, jump and wave. Jump and wave a little bit. Trinidad uh, Carnival is one place I want to, one event I want to go to. Carnival. So I've been to Trinidad Carnival once in my life, and that was an experience. Why did you do that face? You wouldn't do it again? Absolutely not. Why? It's a lot. Oh, God. I'm not built for it. My mom took me to church at a young age. I was groomed <laughs> a different way. A different path was forged for me. And because of that, I, I just, I don't, uh, I don't maneuver that way. Oh my God. It's beautiful. Definitely beautiful. I would do like the, the day parties and such. But Carnival of itself in Trinidad is like, it's a lot. Well, it's I want fun. to experience it. Yeah. If you want to experience it, I would suggest that you do at least once in your life. Like the island of itself is absolutely gorgeous, of course. The people are very friendly. But carnival of itself, number one, like they party all day. Morning, noon, night, all day. So the parties are very lengthy. I can just block out a time in the day when I can when I can uh do the do the thing and then you know then after yeah. i do the little partying then i'll you know find a nice restaurant maybe do a nice <laughs> little spotting beach Spa. day okay if you're going if you're going to turn it out for carnival you're going to turn it out for carnival you're not going to do a one-day thing because then you're not really experiencing it for what it is like if you're going you need to do juve you need to do everything so a morning party, so a breakfast party starts at 6 a.m. You need to do that. Then you may go home, have a shower, take a half an hour nap. Then you go to the afternoon party. And then you may go home, have another shower, perhaps have dinner. Maybe it may be included in your package. So you may have it when you go back to the mass camp. Um, and then party all night. And then you can rest on Ash Wednesday. See, now, now I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, am I even built for that? It's exhausting all day partying exhausting. all day all night I would just want to try it once 
And I don't think your liver's built for that. Christian livers are a little bit different. It's not as strong. But I'm not going to be drinking. What's the point? Why would I be drinking? This girl said Christian livers are not <laughs> strong. I'm built for that. We have holy livers. <laughs> <laughs> Can only accept the blood of Jesus. Oh my god. I'm so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But no, like Christian livers. That might be the title of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Christian livers are not as strong. (sighs) No, no, we're not built for that. It burns. Well, I wasn't really thinking about the drinking part. I was just thinking about, you know, just the dancing morning mimosas jump on with yeah i could do a, mo- a mimosa but i don't know i think i'll be fine because when i go to jamaica i have like i always have a pina colada in my hand or a strawberry daiquiri you know yeah but i mean it starts with mimosas and then we graduate and remember alcohol in the caribbean is stronger than alcohol in canada right like the alcohol content is higher in the Caribbean. Like a carob here is like a wine cooler. A carob in the Caribbean, I think, is like an actual beer. Well, and you're drinking like red label or black label. You're not drinking pina coladas when you're on the road. Who's giving you a cup? You know, you don't even have a wine glass when you're chipping down the road. That's not how it works. But I don't like alcohol like that, you know? So I would probably just have my nice little, you know, water. So my nice, there? My nice like little what, what Canada dry. <laughs> Carnival isn't supposed to be experienced sober. But I'll still have fun. Mm, okay. I would still have fun. Sure. How do you know? You never experienced it. Don't worry. Once the pandemic's up, I'm going there. I might go too. Because you know once the pandemic's up, you know the first carnival back is going to be lit. I don't even want to think about it. Literally the whole world's going to be trying to go. Just the amount of debauchery in every country and nation. Except America, because America, they've been open. But I think every country that can completely open and things can co- completely go back to normal i think it's just going there like people are going to lose their natural minds when once they're actually the, like allowed to do things oh yeah for sure once people are allowed to do things mm-hmm. people are going to want to do everything that they can possibly do everything that they ever thought of doing everything every, that they ever wanted to experience yeah you're going to want to do so that's why guys if you're smart invest in some travel stocks right now because once the country opens up, once the world opens up, travel is going to be booming like crazy. Or you can just be like the next men on our docket. Um, <laughs> yo, I saw this and cracked up. Um, the men who were contracted out by Madame Holmes. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to tell the story or can I? Tell the story. Okay, so... These old foots decided that they were going to have a retirement party. So basically, they they are contractors that work that are contracted out contracted out by Madame Holmes. Um, I think they're the drywallers. Can't remember what they are, but whatever. Yeah, they're drywallers. Right. Um, I think the company is 
I can't remember the company name right now either. I'll pull it up in a second. But anywho, they were having a retirement party. And in said retirement party, they decided that it would be prudent to invite a stripper mm-hmm. on the premises. In the construction site. On In the people them pre-built house. Unfinished walls and everything. So it's just like the job wasn't even up they weren't even doing their job so it's just plywood nails and stripper backside like that's <laughs> that's all <laughs> that so hey live your best life where you can because everybody's kind of just getting their cakes on route 66 anywhere right apparently Build home. So everybody um, who is having a home built right now, I suggest that you take your pastor, your rabbi, whoever it is, whatever religious leader that you have to your pre-construction site, because you don't know what kind of duppy or stripper mm-hmm. juice is in your pre-built yard. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was, as much as it was disgusting, yo, I, when I tell you I cackled when I read this. <laughs> Said plywood what? nails and stripper backside. That that's what I saw. That's literally that. But the thing is, that's like, all there was. The thing is, like, okay, <laughs> have your fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have your fun. You know, if you guys see the pictures, like, I I wish you guys could see the pictures. Um, don't, these don't men, look. these it's... old men, were having their fun. But first of all, the stripper was the age of their daughters, which is disgusting. Yeah. Did you see the picture she with the gray goose, weird. like the gray goose on her back backside? I'm looking at it right now. My thing is like, okay, have your fun, but why do you feel the need to take a picture and then post it and then think that you wouldn't get in trouble? Nelmar is the name of the company. Um and that is the problem with 2021 and, you know, social media is people feel the need to post absolutely everything without thinking about it. So, yes, there is a funny aspect, but they lost the Madame contract. Mm-hmm. Their company has lost the Madame contract. You know how much millions of dollars that is yep. gone down the drain for something so ridiculously stupid? Yep. Even worse, it happened in my hood. I can just imagine how... Because I don't know if any of these guys were the actual, like, owners of that company. I doubt it. But I could the just imagine so how furious I would be if I was the owner of, the, of that contracted company. And because my employees couldn't control themselves and felt the need to bring a stripper to the job site. And now me, my company now loses one of like Millions. potentially biggest clients. Oh, I'm suing I... them. Well, how do you sue them? Like how I'm gonna I don't I think have, they can even fire them. I have to find a way. I have to find a way because <laughs> you cost me, me millions back. of dollars. You're going to give me my money back. You cost me millions of dollars. Could you imagine just the embarrassment from their families though? Like, could you imagine me the wife of that man with the gray goose? I'm kicking you down the stairs. 
Like, chest first. You're going down the stairs. I'm going to call you up the stairs so I can kick you down them. Do you think the girl, when she was called for this job, do you think she would be called to an unfinished home? Like, okay. you, like when she so, so showed up at the address, which she's like, look, but where's the house? Look, our sex workers have had a rough time during COVID. Okay. Listen, it looks like their business have been booming during COVID. to be made. No, there was an article earlier on saying that, like, the clubs are closed and, you know, they're out of work, too. Could be they transition to OnlyFans. How do you, what? Don't they transition to OnlyFans? Don't you have to be popular for that? I don't know. I feel like everybody's on OnlyFans. Yeah, but I feel like that's, like, you only make money if you're, like, a celebrity on OnlyFans. I have no clue. I don't think so. I don't feel like strippers can work from home. (laughs) It's that kind of a. I don't think it's that kind of an occupation. They go to OnlyFans. They just do everything on video now. But then it's like a dime a dozen because there'll be like a million strippers. Plus, you can also get like Bad Baby. She's on OnlyFans too. Yeah, I saw it on. I think it was Six Buzz. What's she doing on OnlyFans? Making a million dollars in a day. Wow, maybe I need OnlyFans. That is disgusting. That child is 18. So whoever contributed to her million dollars, y'all are nasty because she's a baby. Isn't she older than 18? No. Oh, wow. She's a child. But she likes to present like she's a big woman. (laughs) She's forced ripe indeed. She's very forced ripe. Um... If I had OnlyFans, I would do, I would, because apparently I've, because DJ Envy on The Breakfast Club talks about it all the time. Apparently Mm -hmm. there's a big market for people that just like feet. They have a feet fetish. Listen, if people are going to pay me money just to see pictures of my feet, why not? You're not going to know it's me. You're just going to see it's my feet. You want My ankles are swollen, so if you're into that thing, sure. If you want to put money into my pocket just to see my feet. Go ahead. My feet on what, though? I think they just want to see the feet. Just the pretty feet. Just the feet done up. Ooh, you're going to pay for my pedicure, too? Listen, if they're paying you, then they're essentially paying for your pedicure indirectly. The feet have to be nice, though. They can't be chaka-chaka. Mm. Um, okay, well, you do that, and you let me know how it goes. <laughs> Sounds like it could be a thing, but not my thing. Yeah, no, I don't have time to be taking millions of photos of my feet. That's... What's like a foot selfie called? A fo- foot fee? Foot fetish? Lots of foot, foot fees? Oh, no, foot, foot selfie. selfie? I don't know. A selfie? A foot selfie? selfie? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be taking lots of those. <laughs> Listen, I don't have time for it, but I mean, if if you ever fall on hard times, guys, that's an option. That we is about selling our ex too. You fall out of hard times. That is an option. You a lot of money for selling your eggs. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. No, I don't know okay. how many I have left, but I feel like I have enough. I want to keep them. I I definitely want to keep those, but I only wanna, those are I our only, options. I only wouldn't because I don't want somebody who looks like me rolling up to the house one day, like, "Hi, mom." 
I'd be like, I'm sorry, I only sold you because I needed to pay rent. Shame. Because that's what it would be, though. I mean, you can't say it out loud to, like, your offspring, but it's what happened. Shame. Lod, <laughs> <laughs> what's next on the docket after? So, good luck to those guys. Um... No, bad luck. Y'all are nasty, and you should be ashamed of yourself. You guys are stupid. I have no sympathy whatsoever. Y'all weren't even wearing a mask. Dutty. If you had at least worn masks, nobody would know who you were. But you weren't social distancing. You weren't respecting people's property. You weren't respecting your company. Go away. You deserve everything that comes to I think that's why Ford um, came up (laughs) with the rule to close down the construction sites. (laughs) (laughs) Because he literally closed down the construction sites like the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. The y'all are getting out of hand. I told you it was going to turn into prohibition. People are going to have like speakeasies in Toronto. You wait. It's going to happen. You're going to be going there to buy like ground beef. And then all of a sudden you say the password, you go in the back and it's like a, a little club in the back. Oh God. Or I'm not surprised state, if it's, it's already like happening. a place to get a haircut. I'm not surprised. Ooh, if I wonder if Manchu will do that. I'll what? go in. Manchu? Oh. will do that. I have a special relationship with Nadia. Probably is. I miss her. Hit her up. She probably is. do that. Matthew's just making um, waves on this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Second time she's been like, mentioned. Who is, <laughs> is Manchu? Which you see my eyebrows after you do them? She's gonna get enough business. <laughs> um. Okay. So now, um, we have. Do you want to do Lizzo or Chet Hanks? Do wait, Chet. You want to do Chester? But what about this coach? Did we talk about him? We didn't talk about the coach. This was more of your thing. I didn't really pay much attention to him because I just know he was talking about his Becky. So proceed. You can talk about it. I mean, the news is a little bit old now, but. This coach, um, uh, he indicated he's the first black coach, head coach of a university or something like some, I don't know, head coach of some kind of sports at some university. (laughs) (laughs) He's the first black UNC head coach. There you go. (laughs) Whatever UNC stands for. I post the link in the docket. What does UNC stand for? Whatever. I don't know. UNC. United Nations. Um, College. <laughs> Guys, this is so bad. <laughs> He's the first he- black head coach in like UNC history, and he had a press conference, um, and he said. Um, you know, it's that it's significant that he's the first black coach um and that you know he's worked hard to get there and he's very proud that he's the first black coach but he's also proud now first of all before i say what he said but the the next comment was called hubert hubert davis proud swirler (laughs) y'all ruthless (laughs) wait that was the headline that's the headline (laughs) 
Yo, he brought that on himself. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Proud swirler. All right, Hubert. You mean stupid? I I don't even spend much time with you. You are already embarrassing. Anyway. No, but like, okay, like the next comment he made was completely unprovoked. It was not asked. No one knows why he decided to say it. But he basically said he's proud to be the first black coach. And he's also proud that his wife is white. He said, I'm proud that my wife is white. And I'm also very proud that my three very beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of us. Okay, sir. Um, I'm not sure why you felt that comment was necessary. Karen told him to. Who asked you? Karen. Who asked you? And two, why are you proud that your wife is white? Aren't you just proud that your wife is who she is? No. So it like it leads me to ask that you were looking for like a trophy. <laughs> white wife and that you got her and now you're proud that you got the white wife you you pulled uh he pulled um a Derek jackson kind of on his wife because now nobody knows his wife you know but now when we see his wife and now when she's sitting in the stands no one's gonna know her by her name they're just gonna know her by davis's white wife (laughs) That's how you introduced your wife to the world. The white <laughs> wife. Why? So, first of all, it doesn't stand for United Negro College. It stands for University of North Carolina. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like he did it because he maybe feared that there was going to be backlash because people realized that he's married to a white woman which would be silly because a lot of sports people what are they called athletes tend to black athletes tend to marry white women maybe not as much now but definitely back like in the 90s and stuff so maybe he was just trying to be proactive and say yes this is my role and before you google me yes my wife is white and my pygmy dem are half who knows but like it was still unnecessary oh I know (laughs) and no one cares no one cared but now we do care we care only in the context context of how hilarious it is that he felt the need to say anything boy just play your basketball just help the United Negro College win like that's all anybody really cares about and I think you're not even in the NBA sir like and I think it's different if he said you know I'm proud of my wife who so happens to be white like I don't know why that's different brought up I'm proud of my wife thank you for standing by me let's go tiger cats or whatever they are like what I don't get what it's just no but that's different like if you say you're proud of your wife and she so happens to be white that's different than saying I'm proud of my white wife. You're basically proud of her whiteness. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't see how either of them answer or warrant being put in that conversation. It just it just doesn't fit. Why is it there? Sir, you're doing too much. Way too much. <clears throat> and but if you like it, we love it. Congratulations on your new role. And um, I'm sure his white wife is rocking out to this next artist. Listen. Chester. I don't know why you're hating on him. I wish that Chester Marlon Hanks. His middle name is Marlon? His middle name is Marlon. Wow, that explains it all. That explains nothing. It explains all. I do not know one white person named Marlon. So that allows him to behave the way he's behaving? That's just him. I'm sorry? I feel like that's just him. Explain. I feel like that is just who he is. Like, he just likes what he likes. And you're okay with that? Honestly, I'm not mad at Chet. And I listened to the song. And the song's catchy. There was a few bars in there where he was kind of offbeat and like, well, our. There was a few bars. bars No, there was a few bars where he was offbeat. There wasn't a bar that was on beat. And there was a few, you know, words that didn't rhyme. The song was accosting my senses. All of them. But All five. It smelt bad. The video smelt bad. It is that tasted- him or is that the women that were shaking their bums? All of them. All of them together. I want him to enter Middle Earth and never come back. I ain't even mad. I'm not mad at him. Well, you're Jamaican. He stole your flag. He didn't steal mine. So. <laughs> I'm not even mad at him, you know? Call himself the white Don Dada. That didn't bother you a little bit? No. <laughs> it, it didn't because... <clears throat> Chet just likes the culture. And I don't know, there's, I think it's, I don't know. You know what? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I still am who I am. I don't know what it is about Chet where I'm just not bothered. There's nothing about Chet that's not bothersome. I feel like Tom and Rita are laying in bed wondering where they went wrong. Like Forrest Gump did not run around all 50 states for Chet to behave like that. I feel like, I don't know. He needs to return the Jamaican fag to whatever Rastafarian he stole it from. It does not belong to him. I'm not mad at it, though. You aren't. I am. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I just, I just don't feel like he's disrespecting the culture. What? (laughs) What? I don't because I've heard him speak before and I've heard him talk about how much he actually just appreciates it. Okay, but he's not from there. I know, but like, okay, because I remember once when I was on Clubhouse. You're going to make me take my eyelashes off to look at you properly. 
when we were on Clubhouse one time and they had a whole room about Chet Hanks. And he came into the room because it was lunch. it was full of like, you know, black people in there talking about how Chet is kind of disrespecting and he's doing too much and da 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 da. And so Chet He's definitely doing too much. At the very least the room. He came into the room and he was actually taking in what everybody was saying. He was taking in everybody's concerns about his behavior and how they feel about the way he is. But he was saying, honestly, genuinely, this is just how he feels. Like he genuinely has a respect for the culture. He genuinely loves the culture. And that's just how he is. Like he's not trying to like, he wasn't trying to do the most to get clout or whatever. You're going to look at that video and you're going to tell me he was not trying to do the most to get clout. I don't know why he did this video. To it's be called White Force Summer. How much more tone deaf could it be? I don't know why. what's going on in America right now. You're going to call a music video White Boy Summer and that's we're just supposed to be okay with that? Because I don't know you threw why. a Jamaican flag in there? No. Okay, why did he do that video? What triggered it? You have to ask Chester. I have no idea. I don't know why he, he did it. But I watched the video. I think there's so much more that you can do with your platform. Um, <laughs> Let's say I don't fun. check for him. I don't check for Chet Hanks. Like, I don't follow him. Nobody checks. For I don't for look Chet up. Hanks. I don't look for him. I don't anything. I don't check for him at all. However, if he so happens to cross my timeline, I don't get triggered by him. I don't get mad. Like, it's just like a whatever type to me. I didn't before, but now I can't say that I still feel like that. I don't know. He didn't even represent Jamaica properly, in my opinion. If you're gonna whine, you need to whine properly. No bread red blooded Jamaican man's gonna stand there while a bumper's whining on him and look like he's waiting to catch the bus. At least <laughs> do it right. But he's not Jamaican. Exactly. So stop trying. I don't think he thinks he's convincing people that he's Jamaican. Like he knows that people know he's not Jamaican. How could you not know? Yeah. So that's why I'm just saying I don't think he's trying to be Jamaican because he's trying to convince people or convince himself or whatever. I think. So he's what is just he trying to do? I'm taking the himself i don't know Minunua. that's not himself Minunua. all i oh, know is chet hanks is living his best life yeah while the rest of us are suffering through a pandemic <laughs> while there's a, a, an impending civil war chester's out here well, the throwing podcast. around $90,000 well and the podcast with chet hanks so <laughs> Don't you, if you end it with Chet, if you end it with White Boy Summer, I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's it. Well, I would say we should end it with Chet Hanks' song so people can hear for themselves and be the judge for themselves. He doesn't need any more likes or views on that tomfoolery. I just think people should be who they are. You can appreciate a culture. I think he's doing too much. It makes my skin crawl. It makes my eczema flare up. And I wish that he would stop. (laughs) 
what's next? I think we're coming to the end. Oh, Lizzo. Oh, yeah. What happened with Lizzo? Uh, Lizzo basically said that body positivity has accosted or has stolen. They People have stolen body positivity from, like, fat girls. Yeah. I How? Because... It's okay, so it's kind of similar to like you know how like the natural hair movement started with like the four mm-hmm. C girls, and then like everybody else kind of came on it, and I was like, oh, natural hair, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and regardless of your curl pattern. And so then the four C girls were like, yeah, you can appreciate, but like it's ours, which they're not wrong about. Um, that's kind of the same thing. So body body positivity started with like obese females, mm-hmm. and now she feels like everybody whose body is quote unquote different is part of the movement but I'm kind of just like uh, that's what happens with movements though it's like saying like Black Lives Matter was a movement only for Black people but then like not wanting anybody else to participate and be an ally can you I don't I feel like it wouldn't grow if you keep it to just one marginalized group in a way Um, and it's called body positivity not big girl positivity I don't know I mean, I'm kind of chunky, so I get what she's saying about, like, you know, the struggles that bigger women go through, but I just, I don't think it's that serious, but that's just my humble opinion. I mean, I get what she's saying if you have, like, a size, a person that's, like, a size six, size four, size eight even, being like, oh my god, like, I'm so fat, body positivity. Mind you, I get people have you know, image or whatever, body dysmorphia, where they mm-hmm. literally see themselves way bigger I think it's than more what than they that. I think, I think it's not just weight. She's talking about people who have like one leg or, you know, stuff like that too. Like everything is all encompassing under body positivity, not just weight. Mm. And uh, so. Well, like, I get it. If you're being treated, if you have a bum leg or if you have one leg instead of two you want to make you want to show people that your body is positive as well there's positive things about your body as well right that's what I'm saying like there's I wouldn't like I I get what she's saying I mean there's still obviously a stigma with people who are bigger um I think she pushes the envelope a lot um and people are kind of just like okay Lizzo we get it you're thick um and I'm sure she does it you know just to continue to create awareness and you know to still treat people who are larger with the same respect you would treat anybody else which I 100% agree with but I don't think that people with different bodies um shouldn't be part of that movement I'll ask you this question I guess this could be like the last question because we're already kind of over Mm-hmm. do you, i heard somebody i can't remember where i heard it once do you believe that big people like obese people are actually really happy being obese i think they're happy eating um no i mean that in a serious way like i think that it brings people joy um like if you watch like my 600 pound life and stuff what are you laughing i'm serious it brings it makes them happy 
<laughs> what? No, you're taking it the wrong way. That's not what I mean. Um, oh. Yeah, if you watch like my 600 pound life and stuff, like they'll say like in that time when they're eating, like they feel great and it like, you know, elevates their endorphins and whatever. Um, with their size, it, I think it depends on, on how big you are. Like I'm bigger. I've never been unhappy with the way that I look. I've never felt, you know, a way that would mean that I, I didn't love myself. It's obviously not on a scale of, you know, people that would be categorized. Why are you crying? <laughs> that would be categorized as like morbidly obese or whatever. So guys, we can see each other. We're on Zoom and Crystal is dying right now and I, I don't even understand why but she's literally wiping away tears um <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to judge that like I don't I feel I think, so I don't know do you feel like every big person if they had a chance to you know lose weight and get down to like a smaller version of, of themselves they would take it i think that every big person does have that opportunity they just have to figure it out the internet's free but that they would want to like they I desire think, to i think that when it comes to quality of life if they're losing quality of life um yes i think they would take the opportunity for help. If they are still mobile, they can still get around, they can still enjoy life and it's normal. I don't think everyone wants to be small. Yeah. And like I said, I'm, you know me, you know me for most of my life, I've always been thick, always been kind of chubby. It's never bothered me, it's never held me back. Yeah. So I've never, I can't say that I've looked at myself in the mirror, maybe lately because of COVID, I've been like, hmm, these pants are a little tight. But I've never looked in the mirror and said like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm gross, I need to be a size six. I've never right, right. felt that way. And it could just be I'm Caribbean and, you know, I like it a little thick out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like I'm not on the scale of somebody who would be considered that large. Right, so right, I, don't, right. I don't know what that feels like, but I can say for myself, never really, it's never really bothered me. I've never right. felt ugly or different or that I needed to change for any one particular reason other than like, you know, later on down the road when you have to worry about health concerns and things like that. But again, I've been always healthy, so it's never been a thing. Mm -hmm. So from my point of view, I feel like most people will govern themselves that way. And it's like, if I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm living a life that's fulfilling to me, um, what is there to change? Because right. I don't look like someone else. I don't fit a mold doesn't mean that I need to necessarily change. Right. What do you think? I agree. I feel like maybe, um, like, I feel like not every big person wants to be smaller. I feel like maybe people would want certain proportions to change. Like me, like I don't necessarily like no, I kinda I wanna I would wanna be a bit smaller. But I think if I 
had the same weight, but like my proportions were a little bit different, then I think I'd be fine. Like not, I don't necessarily need to drop like a weight class. Mm-hmm. Like I would just probably would want to have like a little bit different proportions. Like I would want maybe my face to not be as rounder mm-hmm. and maybe more weight, more weight to be put on my hips versus like my midsection, but not necessarily that I just want to just lose a whole bunch of weight just to be s- slimmer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, proportions, I would think that would be it. I think that's different, though, than wanting to, like, I think everybody has things that they would like to change about themselves. I would love to get rid of my back fat. Um, I should do that. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to have some Cheetos after this. I'm going to try, um, though, that, that there's a surgery, not a surgery. I'll send it to you after. There's some non-invasive suction or like rolling thing those rolling things that they can roll over your body and like and it kind of like contours your body a bit yeah i'm gonna do that i'll show it to you but i'm gonna do that okay but yo guys this this podcast has gone over yeah i'm sleepy over but this was a good podcast oh this was great great episode. I don't know what it's going to be called. If we still need to epi- we still need to name an episode Lambast because that gave me life <laughs> last week. Well, it needs to come up again. So, that's your job. It's true. Um, but I think that's all we had on the docket anyways. Yes. As far as I remember. Yeah, we covered everything. There was a Thanks, whole dating guys. thing, but next week. We keep pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about J-Lo and A-Rod. It's okay. They're They're done. Things we won't care about in two seconds. All right? We don't care. So, uh, (laughs) thanks, guys, for listening to... Thank you. Season 2, Episode 2 of the Kick-Up Podcast with your favorite gangsta aunties, which we... uh, What it do, what it do. Which we are, uh, you know... Thanks for all the new followers on Instagram. We Hi got guys. like so many new followers since Lasana joined the fam. Welcome. So Thank you for your for- feedback as well to everybody who gave me your feedback. Um, a lot of people were saying that I'm quiet. I'm not sure what you were expecting. That you're quiet? <laughs> yeah, like I think they were expecting me to be like... Um, like you're volume or like your like the like my demeanor um, i'm kind of just like this is how i always am <laughs> what you were expecting i'm not gonna change for the podcast i'm always monotone and really rude i think you guys see my <laughs> facial expressions and that adds to what i'm saying but i always sound like this so I'm sorry you can't see my face. I promise the side eye is there the whole time I'm here. Um, but this is what I sound like without my face. Crystal gets to see it. <laughs> well, we'll put we put clips up on Instagram, so you'll see some clips. And then eventually, hopefully, we can like actually do it on YouTube so you could just see the full video. But we didn't talk about that. Yeah, well, 
it's a potential that will we, we didn't discuss that so <laughs> anyways thanks y'all thanks again guys for tuning in it's been real and we'll see you next Rude boy, it's a white boy summer. Love, peace, and Afro peace. Bye. Rude boy, it's a white boy summer. Got some cool Tatiana's all out by the cabana. Rolling marijuana and they all from Guyana. Yeah, Russian girl named Sevlana. Another from the islands, yeah, she looks like Rihanna. Yeah, white girls love Madonna. Girls want to have fun. You could do it if you want.